Hey, what's up? This is Christopher Stolle of Realm of the Mist Entertainment. The podcast you are listening to is part of the SJ Network. Go to s-j-network.com. That's s-j-network.com for more great podcasts and information on those shows, as well as information and ability to contact publicist Steve Joyner for more information. Just go to the website and check out the family, ladies and gentlemen. Until then, enjoy the show. I'm really looking forward to today's interview with Dr. Andrea Wojnicki. She's the host of the Talk About Talk podcast. Did you know that she worked for Kraft? She did. I wonder if she knows what kind of Swiss cheese was used to build the Sherpa Chalet. Wait a minute. Isn't this a reference to last week's bad joke? Of course it is, Ellie. I'm hoping that someone laughs at it this week. I'm glad Andrea's also a black belt in Taekwondo. Maybe if she drops you on your head, it will be funny. Better yet, I wonder if the Sherpa is busy right now. And hopefully, not wearing a helmet. Attention Rebels of the Sherpolution. Today's podcast is being brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash Sherpa. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And now Mr. Bruce will lead you into the Sherpa Chalet. As a reminder, the restrooms are located near the yellow snow. Welcome to Too Many Podcasts, the podcast about podcasts. Now, podcasting from the Sherpa Chalet on Mount Podcastia, he's your host, Jim, the podcast Sherpa. Hello there, Rebels, and welcome to Too Many Podcasts, the podcast about podcasts and so much more. Yes, so much more. You know what? I think we need to hear some music because... It's a theme week. It's theme week. It's theme week. It's theme week. And this theme has to do with communication and not just any communication, business communication. I know what you're thinking. Wait a minute, Sharpa. You are doing a business podcast? Actually, yes, I am. But first, we have to talk about our guest today. Who's our guest today, Sherpa? Her name is Dr. Andrea Wojnicki, and she is from Toronto, Canada, and I had a blast talking to her. So let's get back to this. Now you're saying, wait a minute, you're doing a podcast episode about business podcasts? You don't usually do that. No, I usually don't. But I got to tell you something. I heard Andrea's podcast, which is called Talk About Talk, and I said, oh, I got to talk to this lady. (laughs) That was my immediate reaction. And I reached out and we set something up right away. Got to tell you, we were laughing so much. He actually said before the interview, she said, Jim, my mouth is hurting from laughing so much. (laughs) So if we sound a little giddy during the course of the interview, that's probably why we were just having a great time. We really clicked as comrades, I guess, (laughs) as uh, podcasting comrades. And you're really going to enjoy this. Her podcast is fantastic. And she is a communications coach. So how could you not enjoy communicating with a communications coach? If you don't, well, then something's definitely wrong. But nothing's wrong here, folks. 
You're going to enjoy my conversation with Andrea, and I strongly suggest checking out her podcast after you listen to this one. So I've talked about talk about talk <laughs> long enough. So let's move on to my interview with Dr. Andrea Wojnicki. Hello there, Rebels. We are in the business conference room here, and my guest, she is a manager, a public speaker, a teacher an online coach and host of a podcast called Talk About Talk. Her name is Dr. Andrea Wojnicki. Did I say it right? You I did. You absolutely said it right. All right. I nailed it. Woohoo! Now, you know what? I just realized something. Now, I say talk about talk, but you are north of the border, so could you give them the actual authentic pronunciation of that, please? Talk about talk. How's that? <laughs> I like it. It sounds easier coming from a Canadian than it does. You wanted me to say talk about talk? <laughs> <laughs> you could have done that too. <laughs> you know, because with me, you know, I'd be like, hey, we're talking about talk. How you doing here? You know? We're just being silly for the last 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? And I'm going to try to not make the mistakes <laughs> from your what I learned about podcasting episodes. <laughs> oh, gee. And uh, me too. I don't want to be a hypocrite. <laughs> um, okay, a little bit about myself. I'm, I'm, as you said, I'm a communication coach. I'm actually honestly obsessed with communication. I really am. I think I naturally, my mind naturally goes to why did he or she say that? And then how could they have said it better? Or usually how could I have said that better? Right? Um, so two years ago, I started this learning platform called Talk About Talk which is where we talk about talk. We communicate about communication. It's a learning platform. So I've got online workshops. I've got uh, a biweekly podcast, a weekly blog, and I'm basically coaching ambitious professionals, ambitious people to get noticed for the right reasons and hopefully to get, my promo get promoted. That's my goal for them is to help people get promoted. So I was thinking, Jim, and I think I mentioned this in an email to you last week, that it, it's rather meta. And I love thinking about things from a meta perspective. I'm talking about talk. I'm communicating about communication. And you are podcasting about podcasting. <laughs> there we go. We, we may cause a small explosion in somebody's phone. <laughs> yeah. You know. yeah. My brain is exploding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. Well, I actually came up with the idea and actually the brand name for Talk About Talk, which I do have trademark now, when I was writing the description of what I wanted my podcast to be when I was applying for Seth Godin's podcasting fellowship. So I, he's done, I think, five or six or maybe even more of these fellowships. And I was in the first round. Um, and, I, and when I was writing my application online, I was describing what I wanted to do. And I said, in essence, it'll be Talk About Talk. And I was like, <gasps> I need to check if that domain name is available. And then I called my lawyer and here we are. So, but before that, I got my uh, doctorate in business administration at Harvard Business School, where I focused my research on, guess what? Why people talk? That was my dissertation question. And the Coles Notes answer is ego. So a lot of what consumers talk about in terms of word of mouth is motivated by their desire to be perceived as an expert in something. So for example, if I have a positive restaurant experience, I'm very likely to talk about it and to attribute that positive experience to my expertise in choosing restaurants. So I'm not going to go down that 
that path too far, but just <laughs> the Coles Notes version is it, it's the ego. It, it's all about the ego. I had a few years teaching in the MBA program at the University of Toronto, which I absolutely loved. And then I went off and I did some consulting and some board work. And then I started when I after I started talking about talk and and lately I've been doing a lot of um, online corporate workshops and I realized teaching really is my happy place. So I'm loving the podcast because I kind of imagine that I might be teaching and helping people and then helping people in these online corporate workshops is it's really it's so satisfying. You know, the focus of your show is making better communicators out of people, whether it's verbal or written communications. But you actually, I think, say on your website that you were a, like actually a nervous speaker before really getting into the groove. Yeah. So I, I, I think about this one story in particular that I've, that I've told in some of my workshops and I told it on, on my um, podcast episode on, on how to communicate with confidence. I think I was about 24 years old and I was working as a young brand manager in the marketing department at Kraft Foods. And I was delighted but horrified to be asked to speak at their national sales meeting. And so, you know, I, I did all my rehearsing and I felt well prepared and I got out on stage and it was, it was like, you know, a caricature of the most nervous person. My face turned red, my palms started sweating. I was sweating profusely. I was, I was shaking. So I, you know, I took my speech and I stood behind the podium and I read it word for word. And then I put my speech down and ran off the stage and my boss grabbed me and said, are you okay? And I, I couldn't even answer. I shook my head. No, not really. And she said, your face is redder than your hair. I felt like I was going to have to grab you and save you. That was a disaster. And I, I was like, oh my God, this is never, ever, ever going to happen to me again. And I, so I did two things. I I volunteered for every opportunity that I had to public speak or to communicate, even in meetings or whatever it was. I just, I always stuck my hand up. I always was volunteering to, to communicate. Um, and, and then I also started kind of collecting tidbits for what to do and what not to do, what say, what say and what not to say. And to be honest, I think that having an experience like that, you can decide that, you know, I'm going to reject the experience and, and, avoid doing that again, or you can say, I'm going to learn from it and then I'm going to be the best at it. And that's what I, I mean, I'm not the best speaker, but I'm really enjoying the path of someday, maybe being one of the best speakers. And, and in the meantime, helping to teach lots of other people to do the same thing. I noticed, I, I don't know if anybody's ever commented this to you about your show. When you listen to Andrea's voice, it sounds confident. It's, there's just a confident tone beginning to end, and it's not condescending. It's, okay, you can do this. I'm going to walk you through it. Here's what we're going to learn today. And, you know, every point is covered and it's nicely tied up with a bow at the end. So I think when people really want to understand like what you're teaching about, they'll get a feeling for like, well, if she's talking like that, I should start kind of thinking like that too. Everything is very focused. Okay. Well, first of all, Jim, that is such a nice compliment. Thank you so much. It really, it honestly, it really means a lot. I <laughs> thank you. So I have heard that my voice sounds confident and pleasant. And I've also heard that the structure of the podcasts where I do an introduction and then either I'm interviewing someone or I'm quote, quote unquote, teaching something. And then at the end, I wrap up. Mm -hmm. I've heard that that helps a lot of people. So I, I've just continued with that format because I did get positive feedback. But in, in terms of my tone and your the perception of confidence, 
I think that when I get in front of the, the microphone now, I really get into this mode where I, I'm really just trying to help people. And it's really about my own growth mindset. So I, I get off on learning and teaching. And so I, I'm being as, this is my true authentic self, right? And so I'm not acting. I'm in my happy place. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a plus, especially when yeah. you're doing a podcast. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think is the biggest mistake that people make when it comes to communication? Mm, the biggest mistake. I think the biggest mistake might be not listening. So people think that communication is projecting what you have to say and what you're thinking, right? Mm -hmm. And so the biggest mistake, if, if that's, you know, if you are just projecting and sharing what your thoughts, then it's a monologue. It's not communication. So I think the biggest mistake people make is not listening. And sometimes even when they are quiet, they're not actually listening. They're just waiting for their turn to talk, right? That's not, that's not really listening either. That's just being polite or pretending you're polite. That's very true. You know, my first few episodes, I wrote everything out and I would just ask everybody each written questions. And I realized I wasn't really listening mm. to what they were saying. I was waiting till they were done so I could get to the next question. And then after about three or four episodes, I'm like, what am I doing? I'm like, I want to talk to these people, yeah. but I'm not really, it's not really getting through to me because I'm too focused on what I have to say. It's like, I can talk to people. That's not a problem. You know, I have to babble like an idiot. But yeah. I, I got the editing tools on this end anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, you and all the rest of us, Jim, like seriously, all of us, we all feel that the, our script is our security blanket, mm -hmm. right? And as soon as the other person answers the question, it's question number two, and then it's question number three. <laughs> and then you realize there's this skill in listening to what the person is saying, but then also making sure that the topics you want to get covered are, 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 are covered. So I don't know about you, but this is also affected when I'm listening to, to other interviewers, whether it be on podcasts or on the news, I hear, I hear newscasters completely ignoring the answers that they're getting and just moving through their script. Do you notice that? <laughs> they're looking to get that, that little, uh, what do they call that? The little buzzworthy phrase yeah. or something like that. Yeah, exactly. It's like, did you hear that? They just said, you know, <laughs> yeah. nuclear destruction. Well, you we weren't talking about nuclear destruction. <laughs> or even sometimes when you see people that are quoted in the newspaper as well, they, the, the quotes get taken out of context and like, like, wait a minute, I was watching this person on the news and they didn't even say that sentence. But mm, somebody true. decides, well, let's interpret this because that's going to make a headline. Yeah, it's true. You know, when yeah. we're interviewing people, they're really trusting us, right? They're, they're putty in our hands. You and I were talking about to what extent do we edit interviews. And my goal is always to make my guests look fantastic. And I actually now tell them that a couple of them have done this and I, I take it as a big compliment. And I, I tell my future guests that I hope you will use our interview on your LinkedIn page in the featured section. So you'll take the link and make this like part of your business card because I'm going to make you look great. You are a big fan of LinkedIn. I know you mentioned it a lot in your show. Yeah. What do you get out of it? I, I, I've never really used it to such a, a large extent. I mean, there's good and bad in LinkedIn for sure. And there's, there's some skills and there's some do's and don'ts in terms of managing your profile and then also managing your interaction with, with other people. There's a lot of slime balls out there. Uh, I mean, I've, I've used it quite successfully to connect 
to reconnect with people that I haven't connected with in a long time. In fact, last week I had the first Zoom call with a friend of mine who's the CEO of a high-tech startup in Vancouver, who I did my undergrad with over 20 years ago. Um, And he and I haven't spoken for at least a decade. And I saw his post on LinkedIn and I said, hey, Todd, we should talk. And we ended up connecting. That was because of LinkedIn, right? So you hear you hear stories like that um, from people using Instagram and Facebook as well, particularly Facebook. I think there's a lot of us oldies on Facebook who are <laughs> who are using it to reconnect with our old classmates. But in terms of, I think I think it depends on what your business is. But you know, my business is targeted at ambitious professionals and executives, and so those people are on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So they're getting the message um, in terms of what I'm. My newsletter every week, I turn it into a, a post on LinkedIn and my podcast topics, I, I um, post about whatever the topic is. So yeah, this morning I was just posting about personal branding and next week it'll be about how to prepare for an online meeting. And these are all things that people are talking about on LinkedIn. I was just listening to your episode on the uh, online branding today, as a matter of fact. Uh, this will be a little bit later after it's aired, so everybody else can check it out too. That really applies to a person's personal life as well as their working life. It, you it know, the, the advice just, just carries right over. There, there really aren't any uh, variations to the rules that you brought up. That's true. I, I 100% agree. And in fact, I know that even a couple years ago, I used to think that people had a personal brand and a professional brand. And I'm 100% convinced now that your brand is your brand. And it's online and it's offline and it's what you've written and it's what you've said and it is your body language. And it is also, you know, communicate, you're communicating all the time, you know, sometimes purposefully, but mostly not. And it's everything. It's what you're wearing. It's the tone of your voice. It's the brands that you use. It's your, your personal brand is, is everything about how you communicate. And my favorite definition for, you know, in case someone's like, well, what, what is it really? It's what people think and say about you when you're not in the room. I like that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> One of the favorite things that I like that you really said in that episode was, are you a giver or are you a taker? Oh, yeah. And, and that was really the thing that really paints it such a beautiful picture of social media because yes. they, 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 they all stick out like sore thumbs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So a couple things about that. So one is that um, I've interviewed this amazing woman, uh, executive recruit recruiter, Sharon Majin. I, I've interviewed her a couple times about networking and she has this amazing insight because networking to a lot of people is like a bad word. Like I, I don't want to network. It's slimy. It's sleazy. No, it's not. Networking is just making connections. How can that be bad? And she right. said, and by the way, it's not about you. You are offering things to people for a year and more until any until you have any expectation of anything coming back to you. And to me, that's like suddenly opens it opens doors. It makes you feel like, okay, now I know what I'm doing when I'm networking. I'm offering things to people. So I, I was very grateful to get that to get that message from her and then to communicate that out to my audience. Um, and we have two episodes, one on one's on networking, and then we updated it recently with online networking. But the other thing I wanted to mention back to LinkedIn is there's so many people who are making selfish connections, like their, their sales line, their ask is actually in their title, right? So it's not, I'm a podcast, a podcaster, or I'm a communication coach. It's 
I'm going to help you get your newsletters subscription list up to a hundred thousand by tomorrow. And then they say, let's connect. And I say, okay. And then they send me the pitch and I'm like, (laughs) so I'm never, ever, ever going to hire someone who's selling me something before I even know them ever under any circumstance. I've actually unfriended some of them. I've also um, referenced a few of them to Ron Tite's book called right behind me on my bookshelf, his book called think, do say, Mm -hmm. he talks about the, the pitch slappers because you they pitch slap you when they when they meet you and so i've told people to buy this book and check out page 32 <laughs> it describes them <laughs> anyway i don't do that anymore i just i just don't connect with them i'm sure a lot of people even just see those in emails right off the bat too and and even on social media you, yeah. you think this is going to be a nice post and it's like, nope, here we go. It's yeah. going to be the fake video with the animation. And if you click this button and you, you know, give me your firstborn child, <laughs> I will make you millions. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, what I said in that podcast this week was be gracious and be generous. Mm-hmm. And if it feels salesy, back off, just back off. Do you have any like go-to tools for like communicating or anything like that? Or... It's just kind of in your in your head. Do you mean frameworks that I use? Well, maybe or? like if there are things that like if you need to like disarm somebody or to make someone more, if it's maybe like for a tool of persuasion or something like that. Oh, gosh. I mean, honestly, it really depends on the context. I have lots of mantras. I It really depends on the context. <laughs> I know that's not a good answer. That's okay. No, that's that's yeah. fine. That's a fair answer. I don't I don't pigeonhole people, right? It's right. Whether I'm interviewing someone or or I'm coaching someone one on one, or it's in a workshop and someone asks me a question, it's like full customization. That's what you get. Right. Yeah. Right. I was just gonna say it's not a one size fits all approach. Anyway. True. All right. So I'm gonna give you a situation, and you know, we met uh, online through you know podcasters promoting and stuff like that. If I'm writing something like a pitch for people to come on my show, what would probably be some like effective language to make people interested? So I, I have an episode on how to ask for help. And there was one insight that I learned when I was doing research for that, for that episode that I think might help you. And I've used it myself. And I think if you're, if you're honest and authentic in your in your request for help, this can work really well. Um, and that is to tell the person what their unique contribution would be. So if you said, you know, here's what I see for our interview, and this is how I think you are uniquely positioned versus you're the best person in the world to help me with this because blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. The, the research, you know, the, the double blind test, shows that when people are in that situation and they perceive that they are uniquely capable of helping someone, they'll say yes. So, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty powerful persuasion technique that, that again, if you're authentic and, and honest in your ask, it can, it can work quite well. Um, and then, and then the other thing is reciprocity, right? Right. If you come on my show, I'll come on yours. Or if you come on my show, I'll direct my listeners to your show or whatever the give is. Back to the give, right? So you, you're almost kind of, well, I, I don't like the, the, the use of the word, but you're almost kind of appealing to something that they think that they have that is a value. Yeah. 
right? Is that fair to say? It is fair because otherwise, you know, otherwise I can dismiss you because I know you can find someone else that can do it and I'm not going to feel guilty and you can move on to the next person. But if I don't believe there is a next person, then, you know, and then you hook me with the, and I'll also give you something, right? So now I know you've done a lot of stuff, uh, you know, looking at your bio, you've uh, worked for craft, you're, you're a black belt, you've been a painter, yeah, black belt in Taekwondo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what is intimidating to you? Because it doesn't sound like, it doesn't seem like there's a lot that, that scares you. It seems like you can just oh, very much handle things very head, you know, head on. That is, okay. <laughs> we were talking about this before, Jim. I hate it when people say that is really a good question. Do you know what? Nobody's ever asked me that before. I really mean it. I'm being genuine here. This, that is a great question. So in, you know, in my painting class a couple years ago, this painting teacher whom I absolutely adore said to me that I seem to paint with confidence. And I said, you know, the weird thing is when I really think about it, I never thought that I couldn't paint. And I never look at a blank canvas and think, this isn't going to work. I, I know, it, I don't know how long it's going to take to make it look good, but I know I can make it look the way I want it to look. Mm. And I said, but if you put a hunk of clay in front of me and told me to sculpt something, I, I would be like, there's no way. I can watch all the YouTube videos. I can have the master clay instructor. I will never be able to do that. So, I mean, there's definitely things that mm. I... There's always the clay ashtray though. And, you know... <laughs> I could make an ashtray. I would paint it really nicely too. <laughs> Did like every elementary school kid do that? I mean, they ended up making the ashtray. They probably cracked after about 10 minutes after it was home. Yeah. And then it has the really tacky glue on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shiny, was it like that shellacky kind of paint? And Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you got your name on the bottom of it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really sloppy. I, I've, we've all got them. Yeah. <laughs> and our parents are like, oh, this is lovely. <laughs> you have some memories you want to share there, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> Does it sound like I've been to therapy or something? Yeah. Like, that was the ashtray. <laughs> you and I are going to do a Zoom uh, clay sculpting class. That's what we'll do. <laughs> we, we have to get the kiln, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> if, like, if I put it in my oven, it'll, it'll explode. <laughs> Actually, you sent me some information, but I know we can share to with uh, some of the listeners. Okay. What are some of the podcasts that you like to listen to? So lately, the podcast that I can't wait for it to come out so I can listen listen to it is called The Pivot with Kara Swisher and Scott Galloway. And it was recommended actually by two of my podcast guests, almost back to back. I always ask, is there a podcast, a blog, or an email newsletter that you listen to that you find yourself recommending? And back to back... Two of my guests recommended it, and I thought, well, I better listen to it then. And I was like, wow. So these guys talk about um, tech, they talk politics, and they make predictions. And the two of them are very irreverent with each other, and I, I love the um, the back and forth between them. And I always feel a little smarter after I listen to them. I feel like, wow, I learned something, and I can go talk about it now. So I love that. Um, there's, a, there, there's a couple others. Uh, recently, actually on the weekend, I was listening to – I was binge listening to some hidden brain episodes by NPR and they, they talk about, you know, psychological phenomenon and then how they manifest in real, in the real world. And I, I just love that. 
And we have a portion of the show and it's called Shameless Self-Promotion. I know you were waiting for this. <laughs> That's why I'm here. No. That's right. Why are we all here, right? <laughs> Shameless Self-Promotion. This is where you can let everybody know. No, I just wanted to laugh. Jim, I wanted to laugh. That's why I'm here. (laughs) Okay. We can do that too. (laughs) So you want to let everybody know uh, anything that you're promoting? and Because there's a lot that you can learn from Andrea through her website. But I don't want to take this away from you. The floor is all yours, my friend. Well, it's pretty simple. So here's my pitch. If you have a growth mindset... And or if you want to get noticed for the right reasons to catapult your career, then check out Talk About Talk. So if you go to talkabouttalk.com, it's, hopefully it's all laid out there for you. And I have a growth mindset. So myself, if you have any feedback or suggestions for my website or my business, I would love to hear it. But there's a weekly newsletter that you can sign up for. And it's free communication coaching from me every week. And it's only once a week, I promise. And it's not salesy. It's all giving you free communication skills advice. I have a bi-weekly podcast. And uh, if you want to do one-on-one communication skills training, I love doing that. And I'm doing a lot of um, corporate workshops right now online on Zoom. And as I was telling you before, it's really my happy place is teaching. And your show comes out every other week? It's bi-weekly, yeah. What, What day does the new episodes launch? Usually very early Monday morning. Monday morning. Okay. Yeah. There you have it. So Dr. Andrew Wojnicki, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was so much fun. It was fun, Jim. Thank you so much. So, and I'm going to work on my ceramics in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. We got to do it together. That's right. <laughs> on Zoom, of course. Of yeah. course. The only place to do ceramics. <laughs> you give me address, your address, I'm going to mail you a big wad of clay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to the Sherpa. Sorry about that. No! And now it's time for Sherpa Suggestions. I definitely have a special Sherpa Suggestions for you this week. It's actually a double. That's right, a double. So since we had... Andrea on, and we were talking a little bit of business. I found a website called thebalancesmallbusiness.com. It's balancesmb.com, and they had an article called The Nine Best Business Podcasts of 2021. So I figured I would read them off to you, and if you like Andrea's show, maybe you might like some of these. There is The Indicator, The Biz Chicks, Brown Ambition, the Mind Your Business Podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, How I Built This with Guy Raz, I think we've mentioned that one before, Rise and Grind, HBR IdeaCast, which is Harvard Business Review, I think something that Andrew should know a little bit about, and The $100 MBA. Is that how much it costs to get? Wow. Wow, I better save up my pennies. Okay, part two. If you are listening to this in real time, it's St. Patrick's Day. Always after me lucky charms. So, that's the best I can do. Sorry. (laughs) What do I know? So, I figured I'd read off some Irish-themed podcasts if you want to check some out while you're drinking your Guinness and you're eating your corned beef and cabbage. We have Learn Irish and Other Languages with daily podcasts. IrishIllustrated.com 
Insider, Irish Times Inside Politics, The Irish Passport, Totally Irish, The Irish and Celtic Music Podcast, Irish on Tap, Irish Sports Daily Podcast, and Murder Most Irish. It was Mrs. O'Hara, and she was killed with a shillelagh. I'd like to say thank you so much to my friend, Dr. Andrew Wojnicki of Talk About Talk or Talk About Talk. I can't do it <laughs> for coming on the show. I had a blast talking with her. Very educational, super informative. Please listen to her podcast. You know, the minute that I clicked on it, I was just drawn to what she had to say. And as I mentioned in the interview, she definitely has this confidence about her in her voice. And so much fun. We had a blast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Andrea. And hopefully we will get to work again. And you know what? I wanted to let you know something else. You know that you can listen to the show on any of your favorite podcast apps and also at sharpollution.com. Sharpollution.com. That's the website. Some people like listening on the computer because they're not comfortable downloading podcast apps. And I get that. There are two new sites that you can hear too many podcasts on. One of them is called Podbay, P-O-D-B-A-Y dot F-M. And the other one is called Verbal.com. This is a new one and they spell it V-U-R-B-L dot com. And this is a really interesting website. It's not just podcasts. It's also audiobooks. It's also sleep sounds. It's famous speeches, old-time radio, and lots of podcasts, including yours truly, Jim the Podcast Sherpa. And even those ASMR things, you know, when people make sounds and it's supposed to, like, stimulate your brain, you know, when they go... Going to the store. I, I don't get it. You see, now, if I got to tell you, Rebels, if anything about my voice actually stimulates you, you need to take the phone that you're listening to this podcast on and dial 911. Do it. Do it now. It's very important. We want to see you next week. And actually, we want to see you tomorrow because I will be speaking with Mr. David Ogman. And this is a really serious podcast, a powerful episode, really. And it's not just sadness. It's got a lot of hope in it, too. And we talk about his son, who is five years old, and he's suffering from a rare genetic disease. And he's trying to raise money for genetic research and treatment for his son. And we will give you all the information tomorrow. This is an episode that I got to ask you, if you don't share my episodes, this is the one, if you could please do so. Let's make people aware of this situation and maybe we can help save a young boy's life. And, and I'm saying that with all seriousness, no joking around. David is, was a wonderful guest, really interesting. I loved his positive attitude. Great guy. And we're going to wish all the best to his son, Jordan. We'll talk more about this tomorrow, okay? But again, thank you, Andrea, for today. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. And viva la Pollution. Thanks for listening to Too Many Podcasts. Please disperse.
You can go home now. I said you can go home now. Viva la chapalition. Viva la chapalition. <coughs> oh. Yell, come back now, you hear? <laughs> <laughs>